showtime, baby. Here we go. Live in the entertainment capital of the world. And you can see he's rising to the occasion. It's the T.C. Martin Show. Oh, awesome, baby, with a cow with the leg. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor, T.C. Martin. This is your captain, baby. Hey, come with me. The doctor is now in. And a good Friday afternoon to you live from the Westgate, Las Vegas, the world-famous Superbook. T.C. Martin in the house, our Friday home, no better place to be on a Friday or, frankly, any day for that matter than the Westgate Las Vegas for the world-famous Superbook here, non-smoking Superbook. Come over here and enjoy in style, whether it's food, beverage, entertainment, the Westgate Las Vegas. T.C. Martin, Marco D'Angelo, my tag team partner here on Friday, wagertalk.com. We are going to handicap the huge Saturday card, the monster Saturday college basketball card, as I like to say. We'll talk about that and a whole lot more coming your way today. Jay Cornegay, the Vice President of Operations here inside the Superbook. He'll join us a little bit later on this hour. And the next hour, B-Sal, our good friend Brian Salmon, the news director over at Channel 3 will join us. And uh, yeah, we got plenty to talk to him about all things Las Vegas. Marco, what is happening, my friend? Just a fabulous Friday in Vegas. Been a crazy week of weather here for Vegas. This is what I left Pittsburgh for. <laughs> Come out here to be nice. Where's it at? Yeah. Where's it at? Yeah. I, where's our water at? Bev, I think Bev's on vacation today. I don't know what happened here. <laughs> she took an elongated break. There it is. What did you say, Marco? Oh, Marco wants margaritas, too. <laughs> a little margarita to go with that. Yeah. Mango margarita to go with that water. Again, what's this? I see margaritas on the uh, your timeline the other day. Oh, we got margaritas delivered to, to the show. And I and I did send you like an invite. You could have came and par- partake. I was busy, and I got I got the invite about an hour before showtime as well. Hey, the, the, the invite was there. The invite, the invite was, there. was valid. Okay, <laughs> that, that is not a past post. <laughs> right? News you lose. That's right. Except uh, I didn't get a chance to drink too much of it because uh, Numchuck was there, and then uh, Michelle, my bell, was there. You know, our outstanding. Uh, receptionist and whatever else. She does everything there. Uh, So our our fantastic crew. Thank you, Bev. Appreciate it. Thank you, Bev. I appreciate you. Bev, cocktail server of the year. Again, 19 years on running. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we had had margaritas. Shout out again to our good friend Heidi Glassman and and Hoosongs for delivering the uh, margaritas on National Margarita Day. Were you aware that it was National Margarita Day? Do you realize that every day is National Something Day? Yes, I, I, I do now. <laughs> that day. And actually, what was it, Numchuck? That day was shared with something else. That was blasphemy. Uh, it was like National Cupcake National Day Baked Potato Day or something like that? Yeah, something like that. So, yeah. There it is. National uh, Margarita Day. February 22nd. I got that embedded into my brain now, each and every year. It's going to be an annual tradition? I think so. All yeah, right. There it is. We, you know, there's nothing wrong with, uh, you know, there's something bad with drinking and driving. There's nothing wrong with drinking and doing sports talk radio. I heard it was one of your better shows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're killing me. Thank you, Numchuck, for not hitting the old rim job there. You know, He's, he's probably got a margarita yeah. still left from the other day. Exactly. I have breaking news. You got breaking news? I have breaking news. All right, let's go breaking news. Uh, let's go to our on-the-spot reporter. Uh, I don't know who it is today. I guess it's Numchuck standing in the middle of the cold in Las Vegas. Numchuck, what is our breaking news? I can't believe I'm doing this. I've never done this before because I, I don't know if I can trust this guy. What's going to come out of his mouth? Go ahead. March 24th is National Cheesesteak Day. Cheesesteak Day. Cheesesteak Day. We're going to get a March- sponsor. Hold on. I'm, I'm in. I, I'm putting it down. <laughs> March 24th. That's got a great ring to it. And also, it's National Chocolate-Covered Raisin Day. Really? Okay, what's March 15th? I want to know what March 15th is. National Tequila Day. National what? Tequila Day? We just had Margarita Day last uh-huh. this week. Did you know that? February 22nd is National Margarita Day. The 15th is National Peanut Lover Day. National Peanut Lover. Okay, there it is. Uh-huh. All right. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. 
All right. March 15th, very special day. <laughs> peanuts here. Get your peanuts. Charmaine, the peanut vendor. Got to like that. All right. Anyway, Marco, we got a lot to uh, discuss today. We got lots of college basketball. You feeling pretty feisty today? A little bit. We, I'm sure there's a couple games that mean you might, uh, you know, have a little sumo match on. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I, you, we could talk all the wrestling analogies you want. I'm not a sumo guy. Okay. Now you, you go for so the amount of food you, you eat. You should be. <laughs> okay. I've heard that before. I know. No. I've seen it. <laughs> Listen. I still haven't even hit the, the the light heavyweight division. Okay, I don't know if you know you know what the the boxing uh, you know weights are, but I'm still I'm still in the the middleweight, the super middleweight division. Ah, oh, yes, I Irritates see. Irritates me. Hold on, hold on. Let me let me get my powder out. Hold on, hold on. I got I got to. Chuck's got the music. I see. I got to. You do get this with my. I stop. Ah, and then throw throw. I throw the salt up in the air and the powder. I tug up on my. I don't know what that's called, a G-string, or I don't know what... Not a G-string. I am ready. Who you like, man? Well, before we went on air, we were talking about the, the big game for Saturday. I mean, it... This is a game that, for us here in Vegas, we get to see the conference tournament, yes. the you know West Coast Conference, and it's been, let's face it, it's been a two-horse race for a decade, last decade for sure, of St. Mary's and Gonzaga. And every year, you know, they battle it out, but when they get here, in the end, generally it's the last man standing is Gonzaga. They should rename... Uh, <laughs> the arena over at the Orleans again after the Zags because they Bulldog Arena, yeah, Bulldog Arena. Whether it would be uh, South, there you go, there you go. All right, and they travel well here. I mean, it, that's that's one of the longest standing uh, tournaments here in Vegas, obviously outside of you know the Mountain West Conference one, and it's always entertaining. And but uh, this year it's going to be got ESPN. Trucking up to Gonzaga to, for this one. It's College game day tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, yep. so it's it's big. And when I saw the opening number, I was like, "This this can't be right." They're 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 begging you to take a Gonzaga. You're, you're right. That opening number was not right. Okay. It had Gonzaga open at one and a half. Yeah, and uh, it should have been a lot more than that. Now, I, I say a lot more. You go well, maybe a couple points more. Right. And since that line opened up at one and a half, I believe it's already gotten bet up to minus three and a half or four. Mm -hmm. And I say deservedly so. I love Gonzaga in this game. What say you? I'm looking at you know say and again you know my style of handicapping. I'm a I'm a contrarian. I I look for angles. I look for you know I use the stats and everything. I personally think Gonzaga is just a notch below what they've been in the last three, four years, in my opinion. Don't get me wrong. They're, they're a good team. They're a top 25 team. They deserve the rankings that they have. But I just don't think top to bottom, this team is as good as the last couple additions we've seen. Gonzaga is down in comparison to where they were the last couple seasons. They don't have the depth of personnel. But this is a team that is still better than St. Mary's. I think some people are getting fooled with St. Mary's. I love St. Mary's. You know I love Randy Bennett. He's a good friend. Uh, but they do not match up that well with Gonzaga in this game, uh, in, in my opinion. Uh, the Zags still got the guard play. They still got Timmy down low. Like I said, they don't really have the depth. But this Gonzaga team, since that loss to Loyola Marymount, uh, have been focused. They now know, okay, the calendar has now changed. We're getting ready to flip to March now, and like you said, this is their time. Uh, going back to the WCC tournament, though, one of my favorite tournaments. Been covering it a, a, a long time. As you know, the big seven-footer comes to town, and I put my green and gold on for him with USF when they're here, but I immediately usually go change it to some red, white, and blue uh, with Gonzaga or St. Mary's. Uh, love the tournament. Uh, love the atmosphere at the Orleans. Like you said, Gonzaga really travels well, and uh, you know, we usually see the best of Gonzaga when they come here. Now, remember, St. Mary's did beat Gonzaga three years ago. Uh, they beat them. Uh, and then Zags came back and got some revenge. This is a game that they played two weeks ago. All right? It was two weeks ago from yesterday on the Thursday night. They played in Moraga. And St. Mary's won the game 78-70. to uh, Great spot for them. 
Uh, Randy Bennett just got his 500th win uh, as well, too. This is a revenge game, yes, for Gonzaga, and this is a real thing with the Zags and their program. We saw it when they lost uh, at home to break the 70-game winning streak when Marymont beat them, shocked them, and the Zags were nearly a 20-point favorite in that game. Uh, they came back and just spanked Marymont by 45 points. They were on a mission. I think they're going to be on just as much of a mission this time because this game is at home with revenge. You mentioned college game day with ESPN. Tickets, the cheapest ticket you can get for this game right now in the kennel, $850. $850 to go see this game. I'm glad ESPN is sending the crew, Reese Davis and the crew out there. I'm really happy about that. This this should get all the detention, uh, attention that it deserves. But uh, I think the line is a little bit short. I think Gonzaga wins this game, if not by six, seven points, maybe even double digits. Very well can happen. Um, you look at the meeting, the, the first meeting, you know, both teams shot basically about the same for the game. Uh, difference is uh, three-point range. Gonzaga only took 11 three-pointers in that game, which is, you know, a little bit out of character there. They hit where they were 4 of 11. St. Mary's was 6 of 24, so they really didn't shoot the three well in that game. They still got the win. Uh, foul shots were equal, and those are the things that whenever I go back and look at the previous meetings, you know, I'm going to, first I'm going to look at the box score and see if you see anything out of the ordinary from the box score in the first meeting. Then I look and see the situations leading up to that game. Uh, was there anything, you know, in the previous game? But when it's the two marquee teams, it doesn't matter. It's it's that game. That's where all the the focus is. Now, as you said, a lot of times, it's a good angle to look at maybe fading those teams after that game. And I talk about it all the time, like in baseball, when the Yankees and Boston play a series, I'm going to look to f- go against those teams in game one of their very next you know series because you don't leave anything you know in the tank. Everything's laid out on the field. In this case, be laid out on the court. And with all the added exposure because of the ESPN crew being there for game day, but to think about $850, the cheapest seat for a college basketball game. Yeah. And we're not talking. This isn't ACC. Yeah. Big 12 showdown. It's not a luxury uh, arena either. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, I, obviously I've never been there, and uh, but you know that's what makes college basketball so special. I mean, we all love the college football in getting to the championship, and we talk about it. You know, it's three quarters. You know, politics. You know, with a committee and so forth, and then you know, with the talent, we did get. You know, one of the smaller schools get into the championship game with TCU this year. We saw what happened. But in college basketball, when we get to March Madness and you have Selection Sunday and all 64 teams start with the same record, it's zero and zero. And, you know, it's the race to the last man standing. And it makes it fun. I mean, there's always going to be somebody that jumps up that you, you know, say, hey, they were, you know, kind of good. I mean, the years that Loyola, Chicago, uh, Butler, Wichita State, Creighton before they moved to the Big East, when those teams make deep runs in the tournament to me that's good for college sports I like to see that and we've seen what was it a few years ago Virginia was a number one seed and they lost to a 16 seed I can't I can't remember who beat them but it was a few years ago and then they come back the next year you know for the championship Maryland Baltimore County there it is okay (laughs) yeah Uh, going back to that first game though two weeks ago Gonzaga led by double digits. Actually, Gonzaga led at halftime. They're up 32-24. If you remember, this game went to overtime, and then that's when Gonzaga couldn't hit anything. St. Mary's went on fire, and it was it was the guard play, their point guard who just shot out of his mind. Strother, who is their leading scorer and their best player for Gonzaga, he only had 10 points in this game. And again, that is in 45 minutes of play. He's not coming into the... He's not getting 10 points in this game. So again, there's certain things when you see like you said, a revenge situation or a player has a down game, especially in a big a big rivalry game like this, they usually come up big. And I think that's what you're going to get. You're going to get an A-time, A-plus effort. Gonzaga is not going to lose to St. Mary's. The line is short on this. And uh, you want to be safe. You can play the money line. That's fine. But I think you can you can lay whatever goes off it. Uh, it tip off three, three and a half, four, whatever. Uh, I just think it's a very 
good spot uh, for their, the Zags. And guess what? Mm -hmm. We're going to be sitting here and talking about this in two weeks mm -hmm. that the rubber match is going to be the final <laughs> between St. Mary's and Gonzaga at the Orleans Arena. They each won one game, and who knows what could happen at that point in time. And that's happened several times, yeah. you know, and it, it's good. Uh, that's a game that, you know, I if we get to that final, I might be looking for a ticket. <laughs> okay. <laughs> go see that one. There we go. Um, so with all that being said, we, you know, we have to, you know, bring back the the wagers here. So what's at stake here? And I, with the with the parentheses on stake, <laughs> you like St. Mary's. I like Gonzaga. Come on, big boy. What do you got? Well, let's let's see what this line settles at. And I know this sounds weird, and we talk about my style of handicapping. That <laughs> when the when the line came out at one and a half. Okay, first I did a, a double check. I'm like, this can't this can't be right. Like, oh wait, is this a neutral court game? Yeah, is this game at St. Mary's? Because you know the line was three. St. Mary's was three. When they played at home, and both teams have one loss since then. That's it. Uh, both teams are playing at the top of, the, of their game, and so if you just do the switch on uh, home court, at a minimum, Gonzaga should have come out minus three, three and a half. And I'm like, the one and a half. They're, you know, they're begging you. This is this also almost looks like stealing money. And and I'll talk to her when we talk with our good buddy Jay. To, you know. Uh, coming up in another segment today, it's like Vegas doesn't hand out free lunches, okay? I mean, that, you know, either... You get too caught up in that about what the line... If somebody makes a mistake with the line, they make a mistake with the line. It's not like, you know, that somebody knows something more more than you or I. Yeah. Forget that. I, and I wish Jay was here, so, you know... He'll be here in 10 minutes. He'll be here. It's a... I give the bookmakers more respect than most people yeah. do. Okay. Everybody, you know, and you have to have that mentality, but everybody thinks they're smarter than the books. Okay. Anybody that bets professionally, you know, that's the thing. But I give them their respect. And there's certain, you know, we talk about in football, whenever there's uh, the line sitting should be at three. Okay. But it's not. It's sitting at two and a half or it's sitting at three and a half. That means something to me. You know, when they're off that, that key number, in to what direction. And I know, you know, the guys that chase numbers down around town, when they see a two and a half on a football game, they're going to bet the two and a half, okay? They want that number, okay? The, the teams don't matter. But for me, there's a reason it's two and a half. And I'm going to look hard. But, but now you're talking about you like... You like St. Mary's, and now you're getting actually added value, and you're t you're talking yourself out of St. Mary's. Why? You're getting more value if you believe in them. I think you're on the wrong side, but I mean, yeah. but I believe here nor there. What I'm saying is that while most people think it's value, I smell something rotten whenever a line is well, off. That means you're coming to the right side. You're coming to my side. Okay. So, <laughs> like I said, what is at stake here? Yeah. I don't know that this one's going to be official play for me or not yet. Oh, okay. Okay, so we'll we'll see. Oh, we got the sizzle. Yeah, we got a little sizzle exactly. going. Yeah, are we we grilling over mesquite or what are we what are we sizzling over here? <laughs> uh, that that that's got to be that's got to be a charcoal fire right there. That's yeah. charcoal. Okay. Okay. Uh, hopefully it's not a a flat top because I don't do steak on on a flat top. You know what I mean. <laughs> Unless you're, I'm doing like high steak tacos. I am high maintenance. You are high maintenance. Gonzaga is the number one scoring team in the nation. All right? They're the number one offensive team in the nation. They're at home. They've won, what, 73 out of their last 74 home games. Aren't they, they like eight? No. Aren't they 80 and one straight up at home? Yeah. Exactly. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it is. And they cover, they cover numbers, as you well know. Yeah. I mentioned, you know, going on the road and beating... Marymount by 45, and then what they beat Pacific last night by 30, whatever that number was, right? Give uh, both teams credit for coming to play last night with such a big game on deck. Mm -hmm. You know, especially because those West Coast teams, you know, Pac-12 does it a lot too, and um, the Big West, you play that Thursday, Saturday. You know, yep. it's a short turn, it's short turnaround, and I, that's a sign of a very good team that. Both were focused last night. Both not only won, but covered large numbers. And, yeah, granted, we, they're supposed to win with the, the spreads that they were laying, but how many times have you seen teams that feel, oh, we just have to show up 
and we're going to win, and you get one of those, they're laying 17, 18 points, and they win by, you know, eight or nine and just skate through. Uh, so it's going to be a fun game. I'm looking forward to it. Of all the games on the card tomorrow, yeah. that's the one I'm looking forward to the most. And as you said, Gonzaga is the highest-scoring team in the country. They want to play at a faster pace. Yeah. St. Mary's wants to slow it up. They want to get try to get you into that half half court game and sometimes that can frustrate you know those teams that like to go up and down the floor now i've always said the home team should have a better chance of dictating the tempo they want playing at home but uh if it does get into that half court game uh, saint mary's they they can do it uh, we'll see what happens in this one tomorrow. They can. They can do. They're, they're a very good team. I guess I don't see them sweeping Gonzaga. Not going to happen, especially the revenge motive for the Zags, especially on the road. And, again, Mahaney had the game of his life, uh, that game against uh, Gonzaga. I mean, he had 18 points, and most of them were late. He was scoreless in the first half. Uh, but, you know, Mahaney could come up and, and turn in a, a, a seven-point game like he did against a, you know UOP the other night. But I, I don't know. You know, for me, if the, if he's under control, they can, you know, get the ball out of his hands, advantage Gonzaga. And again, Gonzaga, the better offensive team, the better rebounding team, which is huge as well too. Huge home court advantage there at the kennel. I think it's a soft, uh, a low price. So we, yeah, and, and for me, I, you know me, I'm I'm a I'm a matchup guy. I'm a matchup guy. I'm a coach's guy. X's and O's, factors, all that emotional side, and you know, to me. This is all says to me advantage Gonzaga. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be all in on this game. Yeah. I see you with a money money line play on building a ticket with uh, Gonzaga. I'm probably gonna play it straight, and I, I may I, I will definitely do a money line parlay with something else to get some nice plus money. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm gonna do that with the Baylor Bears. Mm -hmm. we talk about that game uh, as well, Baylor and Texas. I think those are the two best games on the card. Tomorrow, as far as what they mean, what they mean for NCAA tournament seedings, and what they mean to the conference championships. Do you got an opinion on Texas at Baylor tomorrow? There's another low line. Baylor's favored by three. And to me, you know, the only reason that line is three is because what is what uh, Baylor has done lately in the last week where they have slid back. They look like a very tired team, but. They're back at home. They've had a couple days at home to get reacclimated, but they had a very, very tough road stretch. And I had this game circled. I, I had it circled because of the last two losses. The last two losses, they had leads, big lead at Kansas. Mm -hmm. It blew that, and then come back. Kansas State had a lead in the first half again. Both second half collapses yes. in both of those games and for Baylor. Yeah. I think that the way they lost the Kansas game on Saturday and having the quick turnaround to go to Kansas State, we use that phrase, lose the same game twice. Yeah. But when they played Kansas last Saturday, I was on Kansas, and it didn't look good in the first half, no question about it. But one of the things I pointed out about Baylor is they were entering on a 10-1 straight-up streak. Of those 11 games, only two of them were against the top five teams in the Big 12. Now, I know the Big 12 is the best conference in basketball. There's no question about that. I don't. Who, who would you say second? That's a better debate. Um, a SEC. Of, SEC. Which uh, is highly unusual for us to say that. But, you know, with the way that Alabama's playing and Tennessee's playing, uh, Kentucky is playing better now. They're going to be there at the end. Uh, Vanderbilt is a team that, you know, watch out for. They could win uh, maybe a game or two in the SEC tournament Until as well, they too. went to LSU and lost the other day. Yeah. And then that, LSU, that's that's yeah, a bad, yeah, that yeah, was a that bad, was bad loss. You're right. Yeah. Again, I'm not that high on Vandy, but again, looking at what they've done over the last month of the season, you know, very, very improved. You know, Auburn has been one of those teams that they should be better than, than they are. But they show up on occasion. And again, you know, you never know what can happen. I mean, look what South Carolina did to Alabama the other night. I mean, yeah. I mean, they led the majority of that game, and then Alabama ends up winning in overtime. So, so yeah, I, I think that's my opinion. Mm -hmm. Big 12 number one, SEC is number two. And then, you know, the, the ACC definitely is not the same, no. uh, you know. I mean, heck, when we're talking about North Carolina and Duke maybe not even making the field, for the NCAA tournament, that's something else. I mean, Duke will make it, but Carolina might not. 
North Carolina has a big game this weekend with uh, Virginia yep. just because you've got a ranked team versus an unranked team, and the unranked team is the favorite in the game. That has been an angle that we've talked about different times during the year, and I think it's hitting like, I think it's like 31 and 16 or something on a year. But as we do, and you know, sometimes we're our own worst enemy because we do these shows, we want to inform people, but when everybody starts talking about something that's working, the books adjust too. Okay, and the best case in point was last night, Northwestern went to Illinois. Northwestern's ranked, Illinois's not, and Illinois opened a five-point favorite. That game, everybody and their brother was jumping on Illinois. Yeah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it, it closed seven and a half. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Two and a half points from the opening number without an injury, in. Mm-hmm. Northwestern stormed out to a big lead, and they had a collapse. And I'll tell you what, in college basketball, the last couple weeks, there have been a ton of teams that have come from the grave that were down big in the first half and then have monster second halves because Illinois almost got there. They ended up winning by four, still didn't cover the original number or which would have been, you know, a real kick if they come back and, you know, win by five or six in guys that got into it late and jumped. What are you talking about? Some of us got paid. If you played the teaser, baby, or if you played the money line, you won. You don't have to sweat that out, Marco. You were sweating. (laughs) You were sweating. I didn't. You know why? You didn't you see know, the score. You know where I was at last night. Oh, that's right. I got pictures. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get a chance to see the game. I was diving into my chicken last night, baby. Oh, so good. Shout out to my guy, Johnny Moe. Oh, yeah. And I didn't even know I won until I got a text later and said, hey, congratulations on, on hitting your, your teaser. Actually, it was a money line. And I said, uh, I didn't even know. I feel good. I don't have a problem with the money line parlays. I I still am going to give one of these days. We're going to just we're going to drop the Dukes and just go at it with you playing teasers in college basketball. I can't. I, I do don't it. know why you hate, man. I, I, if you, I could, if you can manipulate the line at the right price, then do it. If you can manipulate the line six points, see, and this is the difference between me and some of the other guys. Like I know guys that don't play seven point teasers in football. They only play six. Right. Okay. They. They don't want to play the six-point teaser in basketball. Or if someone's offering you a 10-point teaser, so you got to pick a third team. Okay, it's plus, you're getting plus 120 on, on a three-team 10-point teaser. It's all about manipulating the line in your favor. Okay, For, Forget that the money line, unless it's drastic. Okay, There are a couple places, especially overseas, but there's one here in town, where they're offering you... Um, uh, you know, a like in football, a 13 point teaser, but it's got to lay two to one. Well, that makes no sense. Right. Okay. But if you want to do a, a 10 point teaser, okay, where you're laying 120 in football, or to, to get a 10 point teaser in basketball for three teams where you're getting plus 120, that makes sense. But so many people are just, they're hardcore. No, no, no. But again, you try losing a game by a point or two or three or four, and then you'll come to my side and you'll understand it. While I'm cashing tickets, other people... I'm not saying it doesn't always work, It always, but again, if I can manipulate the line at, at the right value, I will do it. When we talk in football, and the reason why I don't like it in basketball, when we talk in football, we always say the games you want to tease are the games with the lowest total. Because points are at a premium. And you're trying to maximize. Because if it's a lower scoring game, every point is worth more in that manipulation. When you're doing basketball, the frequency of scoring is so quick. And you're talking about totals in college basketball, average 135. You know, It's not worth as much to lay the juice and do it. Because... In a heartbeat, you can see, and that's why a lot of times, unless I'm sitting in a sports book or I'm in a poker room and I got games in front of me, I don't kill myself by watching every play of a college basketball game, yeah. especially not in the NBA, because <laughs> right. you you know you can get up, you know, go get a drink yeah. in the fridge and come back, and there's a ten point difference, and you know, in a matter of a minute, you know, mm-hmm. team hits a couple threes and a turnover, and boom, that teaser bet, you know, <laughs> is erased in, in thirty seconds. You can make the case for the the other side of that as well too, as we see teams milk clock 
you know, when they have these seven, eight, nine point leads in the final two, three, even three minutes now, once you get under that, that last media timeout under four minutes, you see guy, if a team is up five, six, seven, they are milking, milking and they, and they're given layups at the other end and it just opens the door for so many backdoor covers. So, I mean, they, you, and as you said, I mean, you, there's a lot of runs, you know, you can turn. And so I think that kind of, you know, I enjoy takes the opposite end of, the, of what you were talking about. But I enjoy more on. so if I'm watching a game in NBA yeah. for the most part, and you see a team kick out to a 10, 12 point lead, mm-hmm. I'm looking to jump in and in game there mm-hmm. because we know the NBA is nothing but, you know, runs, runs. both yeah. ways. Massive runs. And yeah. if you get one of those games, you can end up getting plus. You know, both sides, it, it, you know, plus points in, in, in live wagering. It, that's where you, that's where it's worth it. Never known you to shy away from a food bet. Wow. Okay. You, when when I have a Let me know by 4 o'clock. Well, I'll let you know by 4 o'clock. <laughs> this guy just wants to, you know, in full disclosure, you're, you're like a wife, okay? Because I could do 85 things right, yeah. and the one thing I do wrong yeah. ends up costing me a meal, and I never hear the end of it. <laughs> Just good old-fashioned fun, buddy. You're I like, know. You're like a Schrader's not here today. I know. You know? This I know. Is, you're still talking about, where's, where's that Super Bowl oh, bet payoff? Where's that at, Marco? Are the records still up at the website for the best bet? <laughs> They're up, they'll be up there all year, brother. Oh, but somehow I lost the food bets. Yeah. Greatest mystery. I know. That's one of those ones you got to dive deeper into the box but, score but to I see got, what really but, happened. But, but I got a feeling that you know you really weren't paying for that. I think that the uh, the venue where you were playing at before dinner, the poker table, they ended up paying for those meals. Oh, the, the players at the table. Yeah. yeah, there's no question about it. Yeah, they well, contributed. Well, Jay and to I will it. thank those people. <laughs> <laughs> you are one heck of a poker player. I've never played with you. I'm not a big poker guy, but uh, I understand. You know, when they were talking, uh, they still are. Uh, I was talking to Matt Damon the other day, and he said that they're you know talking about rounders too, and they. Want to have you been, at the table? Yeah, yeah. They want you at the table. They've been talking about a sequel they, to that movie for yeah. a decade. They want you, Teddy KGB, and Johnny Chang there. You in? I'm in. Yeah. Don't forget Kanish. Yeah, Kanish. I'm more. I'm more. Kanish is gun shy though. Kanish don't like taking any, any shots. He does. He doesn't. You know, he doesn't take high risks, that, right. and that's me. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, I'll do it occasionally, but you know, is, you know. Matt Damon's character said in there, you can't lose what you don't put in the middle. That's true. But, uh, you know, you you and your check, 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 (laughs) check, yes, check, 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 check. Pay that man his money. That's right. (laughs) Jay Cornegate is going to join us when we come back. uh, We've got plenty of college hoops to talk about today as well. We're going to get you caught up uh, today on the latest NFL news as well, too. Uh, Of course, every day we're hearing, oh, Raiders, quarterback options. Where is Aaron Rodgers going? Well, like we said yesterday, he came I'm, out of the darkness. I, I am so tired of Aaron Rodgers already. We're not even like a, a uh, little bit over a week past the Super Bowl, and, and I'm, I'm tired of hearing Aaron Rodgers. And look up at the screen, Marco. Spring <laughs> training is underway, baby. There you go. There we go. All right, down a whole lot more coming your way. It's a fabulous Friday edition of the T.C. Martin Show live at the Westgate Las Vegas inside the world-famous Superbook. Hey, everyone. This is Carnell, a.k.a. Golden Pipes, and I want to welcome you back to the T.C. Martin Show. Marco D'Angelo is looking at me like, what was that? That's Golden Pipes. Your man, Golden Pipes. Okay. Yeah. Carnell Johnson, our guy. I mean, he comes on the show and I, he sings. What do you do? All you winners. Do, all you do is complain. Winners. All you do is complain when you come on the show. That's it. You know that one thing you did wrong, Marco? <laughs> That's right. Because oh. I'm now TC the wife who just collects those food bets from Marco. But that's okay. Marco D'Angelo is in the house. We are joined by the one and only Jay Cornegay, the vice president of Sportsbook Operations here. He comes bearing gifts. Look at this. I got my official Hoop Central from the Superbook Sports here. So is this one of these gizmos where I put over my garbage can? Is that the deal, or is this where, no, where, where I put this over my bed at night and I practice my jumpers? There it is, yeah. Like I did your, when I was a kid? You can put it on your door, you can put it on your fridge, <laughs> you can put it on your dry erase board, which I know you have in your bedroom. That's right. right? I do. Yeah. And, my, uh, I'm the X and O guy. Yeah, yeah. It can, uh, it's, it's very flexible. So where's your go? Where do you put this up at? I have it on my dry erase board. <laughs> <laughs> That's my guy. <laughs> 
<laughs> we'll diagram some plays for you, Marco. So you yeah. know, I'm still trying to erase that you have a whiteboard in your bedroom drawing up X's and O's. We all handicap a different way, my friend. You know, <laughs> while the steak is grilling, yeah. that that's that's how I do my handicapping bets. You know, when that steak is grilling, and I'm thinking about the food bets for you. All right, Jay, you can jump in here. Uh, we talked about the Gonzaga St. Mary's line. Obviously, the marquee mm-hmm. game tomorrow night. Uh, Gonzaga opens a very short favorite, getting bet up a little bit now. Uh, some thoughts here. Can you tell who's on which side of uh, the game between Marco and I? Do you want to jump in? Because you know we do do these three-way bets. I mean, now, now Mark, we're still waiting for Marco, Jay Schrader, and myself to cash in from the Super Bowl bet. We're still waiting for Marco to take us to dinner, mm-hmm. but that's coming. So I think Marco's good for it. Right? Oh yeah. So of course he's good for yeah. it. Yeah. But no, uh, so good. so we're going we're going St. Mary's Gonzaga. You can just who do you like? Well. As we were speaking about it just a little while ago, <laughs> it opened like one and a half, right? Yeah. And now it's up to, what, three and a half? Yeah. Four some places? Yeah. Um, I, I agree with Marco. It's just like, it looks too easy. <laughs> I go, it looks a little light in my okay. eye. It does. Marco looks, it says it's I too guess. easy, but he, then he takes St. Mary's, and now he's thinking, no. wait a minute, I'm getting more value on St. Mary's. No, I think I'm off of it now. Yeah. Explain yeah. that to me. Yeah. If guys I, like a team and then they're getting added value, I mean, stick with the original handicap. Well, Marco, let me ask you this. Are you letting the line movement or the bets right. that are coming in on a particular game influence who you like? What it does for me and how I explained it to TC is in football season, when guy, when you have a lot, you hang up a two and a half. Okay, you didn't hang up a three. You, you hung up a two and a half. You're going to have all of your advantage guys that are going to run in. They're going to bet the two and a half just blindly because they're going to lay the two and a half. Mm-hmm. And to me, I look at lines and I say, this looks like a trap to me because I respect you guys more, more than most people. <laughs> and uh, I don't say that I'm smarter than you. I, when that thing was one and a when it opened at one and a half and I did a show this morning, I said, they're not going to get a bet on St. Mary's. At one and a half, the world is going to take Gonzaga in revenge on a home floor that they're like 76-1 and one or whatever the last how many games. They're going to run and bet that. And you know that when it looks that good, somehow it just doesn't seem to work that way, and it comes up roses for you guys. Well, have you ever smelled our roses? Our whole percentage is very, very low. <laughs> <laughs> This is a this is a very low holding game we're talking about. You know, I'm talking about the world of being a bookmaker, and that low hole percentage is like a you know like a video poker machine, right? We just we take our lumps. You know, we will lose our share of games when when the industry is saying that it holds. You know, you look at these other jurisdictions, and Nevada it's probably going to hold around six percent or something like that. Still very low, six percent. And you talk about some of these other jurisdictions that are five or maybe even less. You know, we, I mean, we we win our share. But I'm telling you, there's a lot of lumps out there. We lose our share as well. So I don't know about a trap game. And it's not something when we post a line, we don't, like, we don't act like, oh, they're going to bite on this. I mean, I, we have the same thoughts as you. But that's what the numbers say. You know, everybody talks about analytics and, you know, all these the, all the data that you have around these games. That's what it comes out to be. It says Gonzaga one and a half. Whatever you do from that point, you know, it's, it's what we have to deal with, what we have to eat, what we have to own up to. But have we lost plenty of those games that have looked, you know, you know Gonzaga wins by six? We're going to lose. Yeah. And is that possible? Yep. But I, I certainly wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. I mean, the thought goes through my head. I'll, I'll, I, but I go, yes. I look. I don't. I don't think of it as a trap game. I look at it as everybody's going to bet Gonzaga. Yeah. I mean, everybody. And I know some people that go. Sorry, everybody looks. At, a lot of people look at it and go, "Wow, you know how how could you bet St. Mary's there, mm-hmm. right? At mm-hmm. plus one and a half. Even at three and a half, it doesn't look too appealing to me. Right." That's what I'm saying. So it's a little shocking that the number is that. And I think, and when you say, okay, well, that's what the line says, you know, to make it, and that's why we put it up. I mean, what goes into that? Are you just, are you looking at 
numbers the last matchup or what? Because, I mean, I'm a matchup type of guy. And I see the number one scoring team in the nation. They're a better rebounding team. They're a phenomenal home team. Uh, they're great in revenge situations. But just a matchup-wise, uh, they they just seem to have a, a better roster and better players, especially at the guard position at Gonzaga. So for me, I'm playing St. Mary's. I'm laying three and a half, four and a half, even five and a half in this situation because of all those things I just said. I've been locked up all day. <laughs> so this guy's I'm, dealing with Colorado and <laughs> all these other, you know, yeah. other states. And, you know, oh, I guess I'm surprised I, you're even I here. Story. You just get, you just get story. home from on the jet or what? Yeah. Yeah. No, no, there is no jet. <laughs> Let's hear some stories. There's no jet. Let's no. hear some Jay Cordegay well, sports book stories. Okay. I'm, I'm going to rant a little bit, but just the, you know, I, I want to say, are there any injuries in this game that I'm not aware of? No. Okay. We're, okay. So, all right. We've got straight up teams here yeah. going one and a half. It's probably going to close like at four tomorrow, maybe four and a half. Yeah. Who knows? Um, but the, the thing I'm going to rant on is about this Paul Fury fight. Okay. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This thing drove me nuts yesterday because we couldn't figure out, we couldn't get a confirmed uh, sanctioning body. There were so many uh, reports out there that were simply wrong. Like Associated Press said the WBC is sanctioning this fight. There's other major reporters out there that also said the WBC is sanctioning this fight. Well, then when you look at it, no, they're not sanctioning this fight. Mm -hmm. It's it's in Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia Federation is sanctioning the fight. Top-ranked boxing is. Well, what happens in that case, it makes it... Legal in some states, uh, illegal in others, and we couldn't, we couldn't get confirmation from some of these jurisdictions. Hey, is it legal to take this fight in your state? And they said, well, if it's sanctioned by the WBC, yes. I go, well, that's what we're trying to find out. <laughs> I go, is it sanctioned by the WBC? And I, I swear, it was like 50% said yes, 50% said no. And so we had to pull it, and we had to wait, and we had to dig down. And uh, it ended up being, we operate in seven states. It ended up being legal in two states. Colorado changed their mind this morning. Uh, and so we had to reissue those tickets. But it was a nightmare on those type of events, you know, I, you know, I like boxing. I still enjoy a really good boxing match. I really do. But I mean, you don't see them too often. But you know, when when it happens, it's fantastic. And uh, not that this fight's going to be great, but when you're trying to confirm what the rules are and what if you, whether you can take bets or not, it's still a fiasco out there. Okay, so this doesn't really make any sense because you you take action on fights that are sanctioned by any of the governing bodies so if it's not wbc it could be ibf it could be wba nabo nabf it could be any of those things and we've seen uh other fights you know go on the board that as i like to say you know the youtubers which jake paul is i mean wbc is not sanctioned as a title fight because obviously these guys aren't ranked mm -hmm. but to me, that shouldn't even come into play. Is it because it's in Saudi Arabia? I mean, if we, if it was in Vegas or Madison Square Garden, would you have it on the board, or is it well, have here something in to Vegas? Do with, yeah. Well, yeah. Vegas is like it, it's. It's. I mean, first of all, we're, we're very familiar with what we do here, and it's basically yeah. if it's a sanctioned fight by pretty much anybody, right? We're good to go. Yeah. Yeah, we're good to go. But other jurisdictions, some of these, you know, I think they they do a. They do, for the most part, they do a great job. But there are certain, you know, um, regulators that want to get cute <laughs> with some of these rules, and and you know they 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 pin themselves into a corner where they have no flexibility whatsoever, and it gets them you know, gets the operators you know questioning, and and it's a very tough spot. Say, is it allowed or not allowed? And sometimes they can't even answer it. They they don't know. Yeah. I give I tip my cap to Iowa and Arizona. They specifically said Paul Fury fight on what is it? Um, uh, twenty six, right? The twenty six. Yeah. Sunday. Yes. Yeah. Approved wager. Approved fight. 
They put it right on their website. Yeah. It, it's very clear. Uh, others, not so much. So where does it stand now with you guys here? Are you taking action on oh, it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Sure. So what is the current line? Do we know? Um, Paul is minus 160. Fury is plus 140. Okay. Last I saw. I would think that you would get some pretty good two-way action on this, uh, just because Fury is the established boxer, where, you know, Paul, again, the YouTuber kind of guy, and again, who he's beaten is, now, hasn't beaten any sanctioned boxers before, you know, where Fury has actually had his beaten professional boxers. Obviously, Whoa. it's Tyson Fury's, you know, brother. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. What? He's beaten professional boxers. Did you did you see Fury is 8-0. Yeah. Do you know what the combined record of Well, I understand. Like 8-98. <laughs> I understand. But do you know who Jake Paul has beaten? Yeah, I, I know. Mean, I, I know. know. I mean, I know. It's, it's like you yeah. and Nate Robinson. I, is there a difference yeah. between you and Nate Robinson? You're yeah. taller than Nate I'm, Robinson. I'm lefty. Yeah. I was surprised. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, okay. Well, his record of his opponents. Anderson yeah. Silva. 20, 20 and 250 something. <laughs> 20 and 250. Yeah. Well, now, I'm not sure. Boxing. Oh, which resume would you, Marco, which resume would you be more impressed by? By looking at what Paul has fought so far mm-hmm. versus what Fury mm-hmm. has fought. There's no question. I will say this much. I will not be betting this. Billy's Fury has has been in sanctioned boxing events against professional boxers. Not very good ones, but guys that probably have been, you know, been boxers for a very long time where Paul is just, you know, picking celebrities. That's who he's fighting. And I deem this as almost like a novelty fight. It is. It it really is. Technically, that's why. The only time I bet one of those like that. Which every sharp in town did when it was at Mayweather, with Mayweather McGregor. McGregor. Yeah. That was the only, you know, yeah. it was like, because you couldn't put the line high enough. Right. I, yeah. You know, and unless there was some kind of shenanigans to happen in that fight, there was no way Mayweather was going to lose. I don't, as a bookmaker, I just hate booking those fights because it's yeah. a very small win. It's a very heavy hit if you lose. And, and I know McGregor's right hand is very heavy. Mm-hmm. You know, when he got in there, he was so much bigger than me. Yeah. It made me. A little nervous to sit yeah. there and go, um, thank you. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Maui, checking in <laughs> <Yeah>. once again. <laughs> it, it was, We're getting, we didn't get any lottery tickets today. He no. Didn't, he didn't oh, go, he didn't go no. because he said uh, Arizona is, is only $100 million. He, he only drives down for $500 million and he gives us the courtesy uh, lottery tickets every week. But anyway. Yes, he's a nice gentleman. He is. Yeah, and uh, I like that hat too. But uh, no, it's... Um, I don't know if I can really respect uh, Fury's record because they're a bunch of cans, right? Right. And, and then the other—I mean, I don't know. I, I just think Paul's so much bigger. Yeah, you know, we 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 bag on his, you know, his resume. But Paul, that is. Yet he's a dollar sixty favorite because of the popularity, and maybe again, when you look at him, they think, oh, well, maybe this can be the beginning of something. The only reason the top rank is involved. Is because of Fury. Mm-hmm. You got to remember, it's not because of Jake Paul, because Bob Arum is not a fan of that whole thing. Mm-hmm. But Bob says, "Okay, you know, I, I promised Tommy Fury some fights because of our we represent Tyson, so let's do that." Okay, I'll, I'll get involved. I was very shocked that Top Rank was promoting this fight, and they are in Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabian government is paying a ton of money, you know, for this. Very similar to what Australia did when Jeff Horn fought Manny Pacquiao. It was the whole reason they went over there, and we saw that fiasco of a decision uh, in favor of Jeff Horn. Anyway, are you guys getting action on this? Oh, yeah. Or pe- people are actually betting this fight. Yes, and it's, uh, like you said earlier, it's pretty balanced. It really is. Yeah. We get some guys in there that are betting, you know, Paul and, and laying it. Um I haven't really seen too much sharp action. So the, as far as, uh, you know, some of the respected guys that I n- know, know boxing, I know the sport, haven't really touched it. It's all like yeah. public money. And the public yes. money, it, especially this Paul guy, you know, either you love him or hate him. Mm. And that's what, how we're seeing the action come in. I think a lot of people just can't wait to see him, you know, get his block knocked off. Right. And then others are all into it. He's the guy. Um I don't know. I'm not going to, like Marco, I am not going to touch it. And I think it happens during the day, right? It's a. Yeah, because of the time difference. So we're. We'll yeah, see at like least two, it's Sunday we'll see it instead in the of being, you know, on a Saturday and get lost yeah. in a college basketball yeah. card. Right. Yeah. So but, 2 p.m., I think, local time. Right. And it's a pay per view. Mm-hmm. And how much was it, Marco? 
<laughs> I did not look. $49. Yeah. God bless them. And again, I can't get involved. You know, I'm a big boxing guy. I can't get involved with two unskilled boxers. They're both yeah. unskilled. Yeah. You know. So I'm Have you ever you. seen Fury fight? I haven't. This one? I haven't. I know. Tommy? Yeah. No. No. I haven't seen him. No. Neither have I. Yeah. I have not. It looks the part. Yeah. It's in his could blood. be his, last, I mean, he's a, he's be his last fight if he loses yeah. to Paul. <laughs> I mean, if you said you know, if, blindly, if I had to play the fight, I'm going to take Fury just because I he, he's got more of the, the boxing skill set. He's been doing it longer. That's it. I'm not one of these, you know, YouTube guys that's going to, hey, you know, this guy. You know, again, I'm anti Jake Paul just for that. Seems like a nice guy and everything, but again, it's if you're going to put any real money on this, it's you. You're playing with fire, probably. Yeah. Well, Entertainment I, I, purposes only, Marco. <laughs> yeah, I would. I, probably, I think I would bet Paul, but I'm not an expert by any means. I just I've seen him fight a couple times. Has he ever been knocked down, Paul? I don't know. I don't think so. I, he, he seems always seems to be so much bigger. But again, than look, his look who he's fought. I, I mean, know. I know. It's like retired. Like yeah, yeah, UFC guys. Guys are there yeah. for a, for has a he, paycheck. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't really. Has he fought a true boxer, a true fighter? No, absolutely not, not one. No, not one. What's his record? Like six and zero oh or yeah, something? Exactly. Yeah, and not a yeah, no, you're not doing it. Not not a real resume. But yet people are going to pay to watch it. Who are going to pay? Like Jay said, the boxing public will not pay for this. They're not paying for it. It is the YouTubers. It's those those millions of followers that he has on Instagram. Those are the guys that are they're they're buying this, and maybe some Fury people in England might buy it. That's it. I'll be very interested to see the pay per view numbers come middle of next week. I, I say it'll probably be minimal. We had the same conversation before when uh, Paul, you know, had fought before, and even when uh, you know the other Paul fought Mayweather, right? Mm-hmm. No thanks. <laughs> no chance. No, no thanks. Yeah, yeah. If I paid it, would you come over and watch it with me? Sure, absolutely. <laughs> Will there be food there? Will there be food there? <laughs> of course. Of course there'll be food. Of course. Yeah. So you and said the key words. Food. Yeah. If I pay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. As long as he has food there, and maybe we'll have a food wager too. I mean, I'll take I'll take a Fury, and he can take Paul. There you go. Even? Why not? <laughs> Well, it's, 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 a, it's a fun bet, you know? you know? You're already free rolling with the food. I'm free rolling, baby. <laughs> I got Marco. Pizza rolls. Yeah. Right. Pizza. Oh, wait. oh, wait. I didn't say My frozen dogs. food section, Jay. I didn't say frozen food section here. <laughs> you get on that grill or something, man. All right. Jay Cordegay is in the house. We appreciate you joining us uh, here, my friend. Back from your, uh, hopefully you got a little downtime, a little vacation. You're feeling good? Um, well, I took one extra day off. Right. I went down to Palm Springs, right. played a little golf, and uh, did some hiking, which was excellent. Whoa, all yeah. right. It was really nice down there. Three weeks from today, the madness begins. Hoop Central, International Theater here inside the Sportsbook. Can't wait, right? It's right around the corner. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to the Mountain West uh, tournament yes. as well. Yep. As my uh, friends come in every year for it. Mm-hmm. Looking looking uh, forward to that, along with all the other tournaments that we have. Yep. Absolutely. So, a lot of hoops coming up. We love it. All right, Jay, appreciate the time as always, my friend. Thanks, guys. All right, appreciate Jay Cornegay, the vice president of Sportsbook Operations here at the Superbook. When we come back, Brian Salmon from News 3 is going to join us. That and a whole lot more. We'll take a look at the college basketball card with myself and Marco D'Angelo live from the Westgate. Uh-huh.